lots of this topic seems like it's about relationships, um, and it is because, of course, of the title. However, from my standpoint, it's more about getting you, not just women, but everyone, to think about the things that we allow in our lives, the things that, um, so many things that just don't bring us value. Uh, whether it's through relationships, jobs, and so forth. We just get stuck in life, and we continue to do things over and over again, expecting different results um, to just pop up. So as I say that, the trash can comes up because we may have new listeners, hopefully so. What we've asked people to do is just move your trash can. We all have to visit the trash can probably a couple of times a day. Move one that you frequently visit. And what you will do from there is notice and monitor how often you return to the old location, to where you moved it from. And when you do that, again, think about how the mind just sent you back there. You know that you've moved it, but because it has become a habit, you've been doing it for so long, going to that place, that's where you go. So think about that. As that happens, think about other things that you allow because I'm used to it, habits, what I do, what I know, um, don't need to move it, been there all this time. Think about that. Very, very important. Also, to end that, uh, trash can, baby, sow a thought, reap an action. I mean, if you sow a thought in your mind, you're going to reap some type of action from that. That's what I meant about the mindset, a predetermined uh, response or action to things that go on in your life. So think about, you sow a thought, you reap an action. You sow an action, you reap a habit. Your habit becomes your character, and your character becomes your destiny. And character is something else I've been studying. Basically, in order to know your character or understand that, it's basically saying that no matter what situation, I know who I am and I know what I I hope I know. To some degree, we're all going to fall short sometimes, but to some degree I know enough about me to know either I'm going or I'm not, either I'm doing or I'm not. There's no in-between, there's no reasoning, because I know either that supports who I am or it does not. There's no second-guessing because I'm solid, my foundation is solid. So think about that. Um, I don't think we think enough about our thoughts, our words, what we allow, and things like that. So I, I found a quote that says, what consumes your mind controls your life. So what are you being consumed by as far as your thoughts are concerned? So evaluate your thoughts. And doing that, you'll get a glimpse of your destiny and your future, and or your future. Because, again, your thoughts go to habits, character, and your character to your destiny. The things we do are leading us somewhere. can't get around it. So I wanted to share that with you. Um, I do want to remind you guys of a few things that we have going on, and I'm just going to do a few tonight, and we'll keep them going as we continue to move forward each Monday and Tuesday. That being said, I want to remind everyone that Butterfly Evolution is on two nights now, two nights a week, 
Um, Monday, Tuesday is what we're kind of going with. Uh, we've had a few cancellations, had one last week. Um, we moved it, but our young people are so busy. The ones that we were going to spotlight, they had both had to cancel. Um, they had things going on that they really needed to attend to. Thankful that they're busy within the community. So we will be doing that show tomorrow. Rodney Jordan is the host for Tuesday night. I'm in there, of course. Um, I will not be every Tuesday, but show your support for that. If you know a kid or a young person that you want to have spotlighted tomorrow, or you can call in and spotlight them yourself, let them know the state so that they can hear their name. And just getting that recognition that our youth so long for, so deserving of, but rarely do we get that. We get all of the negative stuff, much of the negative stuff. Um, so let's take some time to honor our young people who are giving back, who have a heart for this community, uh, for their own lives as well at such a young age, because we do have many young people who are doing great, great, great things. So if you're able to tune in tomorrow, 8 o'clock, same time. Second thing, we have Turn Off Flights Women's Conference. Four amazing speakers. Um, this is going to take place Saturday, June 28th at University of Memphis Fogelman Building, uh, room 123. And that is, for those of you who live in Memphis, of course, it's just across from the Holiday Inn. It's on the campus of the University of Memphis. Um, so looking forward to this. It's been a long time coming for it. Again, four amazing speakers, Anthony Collins, Aaron Jordan, Trent Williams, and my son, Brandon Gator, will be the speakers. Um, and I will do just a little. We will have them all speaking, and then we'll have open panel, open discussion. So the women, the men will be able to get their questions in. We openly discuss, communicate, and all of that. So the way to register, it is a cost. It's $22. Um, you can purchase your tickets, butterflyevolution.org. Go to events. You'll be able to do everything right there online. Again, butterflyevolution.org starts at 6 o'clock. And I did not mention Aaron, Aaron Jordan is coming from Nashville. He is author of Know Your Worth. Uh, Anthony Collins coming from Chicago. He is this movement, Life is Outstanding. Wonderful book as well. And then Trent Williams is coming from New Orleans. And he basically has been going around uh, now. Trent and Anthony, they have conversations where they've kind of been in Atlanta. I know they've been there. They're headed to Texas, coming to Memphis as well. So look for them in your city, or if you want to have them in your city, you know, look them up. Again, Anthony Collins, Aaron Jordan, uh, Trent Williams, and then my son will be here for this event, Brandon Gator. Um, so let's move forward. Again, the, the lines are open. I'm going to check the chat line. Okay, our chat line is open as well. Tonight's topic, hard truths are the hard truths that women avoid. And again, as I said earlier, this is about relationships. However, relationships start with self first. If you don't know who you are, if you don't have a relationship with yourself, if you don't love yourself, if you don't know your words, automatically you're going to avoid not just hard truths in a relationship, you're going to avoid those hard truths in life, period. That's just it. And that's, that's what this show is about. That's the reason for this. I was, I was that person. Avoided truth to, to the end. 
almost to the death of me, seriously. So the first thing we want to do in, in talking about this topic is to determine why. Why does it feel so natural, that's my opinion, that it feels so natural oftentimes to just avoid those, those truths or look over them for the sake of having someone in our life, of being um, looked, at, looked upon as being in a relationship. But no matter how much reasoning you do with yourself, those truths are really, really clear, not just to you, but to others as well, which is also an issue as well because we've become such a generation, such a people of not dealing with the truth. We won't speak the truth. Um, we don't live in truth. We don't deal with truth. And word tells us the truth shall set you free. However, we avoid the truth, even in the smallest things. We avoid it. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, we don't know if we should should say this. We feel like we're judging someone. All this, to me, is just a way to keep what God's word says, that the truth will set us free. Many of us need to be set free. So goes back to if, if you are someone's homegirl and you know that she's avoiding these truths, it is plain and clear. Will she get angry with you? Probably so. Do you have a responsibility to tell her? I say yes. I say yes. And be frank, honest, in a loving way, but yes. And you can say, it's my opinion. Be willing to give some some explanations why you feel this way. Because sometimes someone is just waiting for someone to say, you deserve better. I feel you deserve better because I care for you. And we have to make sure that our heart is right when we're doing that because, ladies, let's just keep it real. Sometimes we don't want to see that other person happy or have someone when we don't. So you have to judge your motives, judge your heart, yourself, pray about it. But we have to learn, first of all, to deal in truth, especially with ourselves. And so let's talk about first why, again, is it, does it feel so natural to be accepting to those hard truths, to let those things uh, continue, to avoid those things at all costs. My opinion, and again, feel free to chime in on this, is that it's just natural for us, women and men, probably more so women, to have that connection, to feel that we are someone's baby, someone's lady, the one that they've chosen, um, all those things. It's just natural for us to want to be in a relationship. What does that mean? I feel many of us don't understand, have not had very many examples of healthy relationships. So what I mean by that is, when you see those hard truths and when they stir up something inside of you, you kind of think, that's normal. That's what everybody in my family has had. That's all I've seen. So it doesn't feel, sometimes, it doesn't feel um, 
like there's something missing. It's just the way it is, like the trash can. That's just where it's been, and that's why I keep going back there even though I've moved it. So sometimes we want that relationship, and in most cases we do. We want that fulfilling, nurturing relationship comes natural. I also feel like there's something within us that tells us what that healthy relationship is. We just don't feel deserving of it. Again, many reasons, because we've not seen it. We don't know our value. We don't know our worth. So it's okay. We deal with it. Um, Low self-esteem, things that we need to deal with personally, personally, are some indications or some reasons to why we avoid those hard truths. So it's it's important, again, to determine why. main reason is, one, again, because I feel like relationship is just something that, that we long for, that we want. And to our men, women, in most cases, flourish beyond reason when, when the men in their lives validate them consistently from the heart, whether it's brother, especially father. I'll start there, especially father. Another reason, the why, because many young women have not had that connection with their earthly father. They're missing it. So what do they do? The first male that comes along, they jump for it. I've spoken to young girls as young as 12 years old who feel they're not pretty, um, something's wrong with them, because they don't have a boyfriend, 12, 13, 14 years old. Where will they go? From What hard truth will they deal with later in life? So a lot of this is coming from things like that. So you have to personally deal with your why. But it's important to know why. Why is it that it's hard for me to, to see these um, these truths so clear in my face? Why am I reasoning with these truths? What's, what's in me that allows me to do that? Because, again, when you flourish within yourself, you, won't, you will not find it so easy to deal with things that are so clear. Um, and obvious that this relationship is not for you. So um, I did not mention that we're going to have um, the secrets from the, I told you about the event, but I see that, that one of them has popped in. So whenever you're ready for me to pull you in, but throughout the show we're going to um, have our speakers just kind of come in and chime in on this topic and give some information about what they're going to bring to the conference as well. But until such time, and they're not going to be all at one time. We're just going to kind of pull them in as uh, as they call in. So getting back to the topic in the show, I want to just reiterate that women flourish when they are honored and empowered by the men in their world. And women, that does not mean that we don't have to learn how to empower ourselves to know that we deserve only the best. And that if, if it's not the best, then... Being by yourself is okay. If you see yourself as valuable, you will be okay with that. We get so caught up in having that relationship or looking like we have that relationship 
makes us valuable to the world. We look valuable to the world. I say that is like um, star- like starvation. You know, we feel so starved when we don't have a relationship. But how do you feed that? When, we, when we're starving, otherwise we know we have to eat food. So how do you deal with the starvation, the feeling of starvation from a relationship or the lack thereof? Um, how do you deal with that? I say you focus on yourself. Again, the root, what's causing it? Because when you're starving or feeling like you are, by the time that man or a man comes along, you're ready to settle. You're ready to not deal with the truth that's right there in your face. You're ready to. Other things add to that. The uh, male-woman ratio, supply and demand. We all know there are more... There, there are more women than there are men in most in most states. It's not all, but I know we have we have a shortage. And then if you factor in um, the number of people who are married in jail, incarcerated, um, who are choosing same sex, the numbers, the supply and demand gets even wow. <laughs> Less, you have less choices. So that I feel like a lot of women feel like I have to. My time's running out. I'm getting older. So we will start to settle. And I'm going to stop right there for a minute, and I'm going to pull in one of our callers. And again, the chat line is open for you guys. I'm pulling in seven seven three zero three four two. The last four digits. How are you? I'm doing great. How you doing, Queen Sister? How you doing this evening? Um, I'm good. Yeah, I did. I caught your number. This is one of our speakers. Tell tell them all who you are, Anthony, and as much as you want them to know about you and and what you plan to bring to the conference. However, I would like to know what's your thought on this particular topic. Why do women seem to avoid those known truths? Wow. Well, I don't know if I can answer that. The only reason I don't know is because, um, you know, it's obvious I'm not a woman. And I think, you know, I think you and other women just have to dig deep and really figure that thing out. You know, I might can assist women with that. But um, I think just overall we as people just kind of like avoiding the truth. You know, it's always that tale about the truth hurts or, you know, people say I'll keep it real, they want the truth, and then when you give it to them they can't accept it. So maybe it's about accepting where we are, men and women, at this particular time in our lives. And some of us have a real hard time of looking ourselves in the mirror and, and doing that. So maybe that comes off, well, I don't want to handle these hard truths right now. You know, I just want to get this instant gratification and be happy now. So maybe that has something to do with it. I'm not too sure. Wow, I think you answered that one perfectly to not have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Tell them about Life is Outstanding um, and and so relevant to it. We can just pull so many things things into this topic because a lot of people, women, men, as I talked about knowing, being able to talk to young girls, 12, 13, and 14, who feel like something's wrong with them because they don't have a boyfriend um, or someone Mm -hmm. that likes them at school. 
And so we start to look mm-hmm. at life as this miserable thing rather than embracing it and taking that time mm-hmm. to really grow and get to know yourself and living life in an outstanding mm-hmm. way. So tell about that mission um, and about your coming here. Um, well, the, the book is you just like you named, Life is Outstanding. And what we're talking about now, maybe I want people to focus on Chapter 6, Love. And what I've done since we've talked in a while, Tammy, is that, you know, I do a show called The Life is Outstanding Show on Vibration Radio, and I give the information, you know, after I end this comment. And pretty much I'm breaking down each chapter. And what I'm doing from that is maybe even people like yourself who kind of, you know, kind of pushing me forward and saying, hey, this needs to be a documentary and you need to break these chapters down. So that's exactly what I'm doing. I don't promote the show. Usually I usually just do it on the fly and then just get it out there because with that, you can always go back and press play and pause. For the first time, though, I am promoting the show for tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll be doing the show um, breaking down Chapter 7, um, which is going to be money. But as far as this topic tonight, I think it comes down to loving ourselves. It, it, no matter what, let me take that back. I don't think, I know it comes down to loving ourselves. And, and that's the mission I'm trying to, conquer with life is outstanding. Just trying to provide a resource, a tool that's in one project that I feel is an easy read, that'll help people get through the daily challenges of life. You know, it's not about making it, let me say, perfect. No one is going to have a perfect life, but it's most definitely about making it a way that we can handle these challenges in a positive manner. I agree. I agree. And, you know, Anthony, you made me think about something that um, it does start with yourself, you guys. When you when you are okay being alone and you are you can go eat, you can go to the movies, and you're okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you want to do that forever. Certainly, well, exactly. Not someone to share your life with, but you guys just to show you that these topics are not beyond me or the people who do blog talk radio show or whatever type of, of radio show. Many of the topics we discuss. We could be going through it, have have dealt with it, and so forth. And I remember I'm to a point now where I don't even want to go out to – I don't want a free meal. If I feel that you there's no future for us, there's no need. If we're not on that same level, we just can't meet up, have a meal, go our way. If you want to talk about a relationship when I already know this is a no-go for whatever reason, I don't even want you to take me out. And there was a time where mm-hmm. – I mean, we've all did it. Don't get the free meal. Don't get the free meal if nothing else. And I'm to a point, I don't want the free meal. <laughs> right. Right. That's my time. That's me. You, you don't deserve that part of me if we're not on the same page. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, absolutely. Well, thank you. And I agree with you. I, I agree with you in every aspect, and I get out your way, uh, that – it's, it's okay to be by yourself. I'm not saying that you're going to be forever because what we have to realize, there's so many things that we can do on our own time. You know, you can be one with nature, you can exercise. I know you like to play golf. I mean, there's plenty of things you can do, you know, the, the key to, to, to heal yourself and, and start loving yourself. And then, believe me, you'll start attracting certain people in your life. But you can't be two-sided. You can't be positive on this area and then negative on another area. You have to kind of balance everything out to be able to attract certain things in your life. And and I'm, I'm so excited to be able to finally meet you and Brandon um, in a couple of weeks. And I, I'm, I'm just can't wait for the engaging conversations about topics like these and anything else. I can only suggest for the people that's attending, 
you know, bring your notebooks, bring your questions, because we're going to have a lot of information that we're going to want to share to try to continue to push people forward. Right. And I just want to ask people to have an open mind. I had someone uh, send me a message today wanting to know exactly what it, what is all this about? What you know? What are they to look to gain? And that's different mm-hmm. for, for everyone. But we do need to start coming together, especially as women, because there's so much. I wish I had time tonight to share with you guys, and I will, and I may do it in a blog or something later. But I had a conversation with a lady from South Carolina who was going to do an event here, and changed her mind because. She received so much negative information about black women in Mexico. And, and I talked to her last week, and I'm still going to do her function. However, she's not doing it here. She decided to move it not far from here. But, mm-hmm. again, that's the perception of what this is the perception that people get that don't live here. And there is a lot, a lot of work to do here amongst our women. There's such a division, like there's such a division. Um, so lots to talk about. So, so for those of you who are listening, bring your opinions, bring bring who you are, where you are, um, and know that you're not isolated in your issue. Mm-hmm. So even with this topic, many women, if they be honest, we've been there, done that over and over again. I raise my hand. Absolutely. Heart. So absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. You'd like to add. Um, just just to add on what you're saying, that when we typically do stuff like this, um, no topic should be not talked about. No question should be um, not asked because we're all trying to improve each other individually. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask. And even if you're uncomfortable standing in a big crowd setting, I get that, you know, pull one of us to the side. Um, I'll be sharing my information where you can contact me you know, on a one-on-one basis because sometimes it's just not for you to do it in a in a crowded setting. I I, I understand that, but you know, just be willing to do it at some at some point so that you can get the help that you need. And I'm sure you know it's going to be it's going to be an outstanding event. That I know. I'm glad you mentioned that, Anthony, because and I don't know if I even told you guys this, but but we do have a box that will be at the registration table, and as people come in, they're able to drop whatever they want for the open discussion. And nope, mm-hmm. have to so certainly they can stand up as well, but we will have that box because some things you just, I understand that, you don't want to ask out. But like you said, mm-hmm. we have to asking, we have to start talking in order to overcome um, and get through that. So just, I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get out your way. I know the other guy is supposed to be calling in, and this is another great topic by you, and I'll be I'll be listening. Okay, real quick, tell them, you didn't tell them how to find your show. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Um, vibration, com forward slash vibration radio. The number to call in is 347-326-9139. You can reach out to me, and I hope you do. Anyone that's planning on ten, um, attending the event, please reach out to me on Facebook so we can start you know, gauging conversations and questions like that. Anthony D. Collins, um, you know, it's on my personal page and also on my um, public figure page, Anthony D. Collins. You also can reach me at anthonydcollins.com. So let's start engaging this conversation now. So by the time the event comes on the 28th, it will almost be like we're a family. So that's what I'm encouraging people to do. All right. 
All right. Well, thanks as always, and uh, looking forward to the connection later this month. Okay. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay. Um, just to go back on a little bit of what he said, dig deep. Um, and the truth does hurt you guys. And sometimes we get the truth and we don't deal with it. We don't want to deal with it because it does hurt. It does hurt for, for you to know that you're in this more than someone else um, or you in it and you feel like you should not be, but you continue on for whatever reason. Our reasons are different. Again, the truth does set, set us free. So to continue on, um, some reasons that we settle, I think I ended with uh, time is running out. Um, also, we think that what, what we want may not be obtainable that it does not exist, that our standards are too high. So let's lower them a little bit when we do. Um, of course, sometimes out of desperation, clock ticking, so forth, the supply and demand, that we get that desperate feeling. And when we do have someone, time passes, we've dealt with it for so long, they become what we know, we become comfortable with them in some cases. So that's another reason that we may say or may decide to, to do that. Um, I mentioned earlier about the low self-esteem, lack of self-love, um, and again, just women not knowing their worth. I can't say enough about that. It kind of goes back to, again, what Anthony said. It is so important to understand why. Because in most cases, if we're going, if a woman is going through that now and feeling like, hey, I'm not dealing with the truth of this situation, it's not your first time. It could have been the last relationship. Sometimes we just need to stop with all of the relationships for a minute and have one with yourself. What am I doing? Who am I? Why? What's your why? What is your why? What makes you do this? What makes it okay? What makes you continue to go back over and over and over? Sometimes even with selecting the same type of person, and then wondering why am I getting the same results. Which takes me here to the second part of this, the personal truth we deny that keeps us not dealing with those hard truths. And the first one, it just might be me. It may not be that the other person. It may not be him. It just might be me. It might be my own personal sickness, bondage, not knowing what a healthy relationship is, having one and still may not know, not feeling worthy of one. There's so many things. But that's another thing to remember. It just might be me. And then we're looking for love in all the wrong places and for all the wrong reasons. Number one, society. Society tells us in many ways you don't, if you're not with somebody, if you're not attached to someone, it may not be all that great. We've allowed society to tell us. And as I mentioned about young girls earlier, we as women, we're passing that trait alone to our daughters, to our nieces, to our neighbor's daughters. They're watching. And another one, 
Now, again, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier. I'm not really ready for a relationship. I'm still in love with, and I say, Johnny, you're still in love with whomever, who, who you were with before. You never really dealt with not dealing with the hard truth with that person, whatever those are. And, again, the hard truth does not always mean that it's him or the opposite, you know, your, your mate does not mean that. And these are all the things that you have to answer or at least consider so that you stop repeating the same thing over and over and over again. And here is another one. Fear of being single or alone for the rest of my life. We talked about time running out. So many of us, again, been there, done that, we're with people or with someone that we really don't want. We just don't want to be alone. We just don't want to have to stay each night, every day. We don't want to have to do everything alone. We don't want to have to go everywhere alone. Um, we want to be attached to someone. I remember hearing, and I wish I could think of his name. It just slipped, where he was talking about women want the ring, but they don't want the marriage. What I took that to say, have no one, no clue of what it means to to be married, the sacrifice that it takes from both people. But that ring to them is enough. That ring is absolutely enough for them. But so much comes with that. So again, fear of being alone. And to me, there's no worse feeling than feeling lonely and having someone in your life. And many people are just as alone and or lonely and they're in a relationship, in marriage. Again, been there, done that. And that's what we mean by coming together. There's so many things that we as women have been through May not be going through it right now, but rarely have I heard something that I've not gone through, maybe not in the same way. Maybe I didn't deal with it the same way, but it sure did hurt the same way. It hurt. And so sometimes we just get used to that hurt, used to that pain, and we deal with it. This is as good as it gets. I'm going to keep my trash can right here so I'll know where to go and put the trash. Going back to the trash can concept. So back to it just may not be the other person. It might be me. We attract company that we attract people who are like us in some way. So, again, if you continue to attract the type of relationship where you have to Consistently avoid those hard truths. Time to look at yourself again. Why am I pulling this type of energy in my life? What is in me that attracts this and that allows me to keep this? Be okay. We are a lot lot alike the company we keep. And again, don't feel... We feel so invaluable. If there's not someone there, if there's not some company there, we think that we can change them. 
I know I and and please forgive me not judging anyone, but it it's I've always been so confused by you'll you'll hear someone talking about someone they're dating and they have well I'll use a, I'll use my own personal example um because I don't want to make anybody feel any kind of way. I was out walking one morning, this is a couple years ago, and um I was at Shelby Farm, which is a huge area that that people can walk nature trails and, and so on. And this guy um, was trying to talk, and he expressed that he had four kids that he had not seen, and I believe he said in over a year. So to me, I'm thinking there is absolutely nothing in the world that you could do for me. You couldn't see me any night if you have four kids that you've not seen in a year. And, of course, the same sad story it's their mom's fault. Um, now, someone would 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 hear that and say, "Well, I, you know, that's different. If he had a child, he would be different. He would see my child." And I say that's a hard truth that that we don't need to avoid because if you have four kids that you don't see and you're not trying to see, and someone is keeping you from them, and you're not trying to make that difference, and he just seems to be like, okay, but it's your mom's fault, and I can do about it. Yeah, you can. The money that you want to use to take me out, save it up. You can do something about it. That's what I mean. And, again, not to bring anybody down on that situation. It's just that we have to start thinking it's not much different to them. Sample, we cannot change them. They're not ready to change, and, and if, if they're not taking care of the ones they have now, not likely that they will do it for you. So lastly, the truth that we avoid to keep, and I I renamed him Mr. Wrong, um, Lines are open, you guys. I'd love to have hear some of your um, things you feel like you've avoided or you've seen friends avoid. Um, we avoid most of all, I think, the inkling that something is wrong, that there is something that I'm avoiding, that there's something telling me that something's not right, whether it's he's lying to me, he's not married, um, all those things. So the first sign, because we as women, we have, most of us, a very discerning spirit. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't create some stuff and we come up with some things sometimes based on past relationships or what's going on inside of us. Certainly can happen and does. That's why I said sometimes you have to figure out that it's not, it's not him, it's you. But if you continue, if flares, if those flares con- consistently go up, it's somebody. It's either you or him. And you need to find out. Truth hurts, but the truth will set you free if you allow it. Another thing, he has history that's not history, that is part of his, his present as well. If he's a known cheater, but you call and rarely can get him on the phone, or you communicate by text, which is the new way of, of communicating today, which I don't understand that as well. 
And sometimes you know that he's just not that into you, and it's evident. But you keep, you try. Let me see. Maybe if I do this. Maybe if I buy this. And that's another thing. I consistently hear women just buying, buying, buying. I mean, outrageously buying. Sometimes before it's it's even established as a relationship. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with gifts. But sometimes we're buying so that we can keep, hold on to. We think somehow that that will save us. I recently heard a story where a grown woman, when I say grown, like 55, 56 years old, she might somewhere around there, she had sent this man that she never met $91,000 that she never met. And there's so many more stories like that, all for the sake of attaching herself to someone, securing that loneliness, all for the sake of it. Another truth, he's married, and you're not the only one. Hard truth, but again, if he is, we can't really always say that we don't know. You can't go over his house. You can't call when you want to. You mostly get your communication by text, and you make excuses for that. And another one, um, that I just thought about when you have to tell those little white lies on his behalf. Whatever those whatever those little white lies to make it seem like, oh, it's okay. This is a good relationship. You know that. We've all did that. All in your mind, you know that it's a little white lie. Again, as I mentioned about the marriage part, um, he's not. And, and it doesn't have to be ma- him being married. It could be that you're just not the main one. Um, he's not met any of his friends, family. Rarely go to functions. Rarely invited out to dinner, movies, go anywhere. And another one, he calls you mostly for the bedtime stories. Beyond that, that's your relationship. or he doesn't have much interest in you or your family, your friends, what you're doing. So those are just some simple hard truths that probably on a higher scale that we all have come across, dealt with, avoided for whatever reason. But more than anything, the hard truth tonight to focus on is what is the hard truth about yourself that you are avoiding that allows you to avoid the hard truths that make you want to stay in those relationships. That's the hard truth that more than anything, as I started out, that I want you guys to focus on tonight, ladies, to focus on tonight. So why? Why do you avoid them? Let's pull a caller in. We're pulling our caller in from 501 area code, the last four digits of 7657. Caller, you're on the air with us. Thank you for calling. Hello, caller? 
501. The last four digits, 7657. Okay. Um, something must be going on with that. Okay, well, our, our line is still open, so our caller from 501, we could not hear you. If you want to hang up and call back, that would be great. I do want to share with you just a few of the quotes um, that I posted out for this particular show. Some of them were just um, stood out to me, and I wanted to at least get those out because not everyone is able to see or read those postings. Words may lie, but actions will always tell the truth. Um, I, I agree with that. However, I do feel that sometimes people do a really good job of misleading you, um, or we allow them to do a really good job of misleading. However, actions, sooner or later, they don't lie. It's just that, again, we avoid and we make excuses for those ones because we want to stay. We want it to be this. We want to get it right this time. We want this person to be the one. So we think. So that was one, probably the one that stood out the most. Words may lie, but actions will always tell the truth. Um, another one, one lie is enough to question all truth. Um, that one, I think, again, a good one. And I think we don't do that enough. I think we start out allowing and putting up with things, and it makes it easier the next time around for the person to do, um, to tell that lie again or make that excuse. I can remember, and I, I wish I had thought about telling uh, this guy that I was going to bring this up, but I just didn't have any intentions on doing it. Um, I can remember, and I actually did a show out of this, statement, but I was out one night, and this guy didn't, didn't know him, and I, I can't even remember what it was he asked me, but I remember what he said to me was that it's okay because what you won't do, a hundred women will. And I remember just being so offended by that and angry at the same time because basically what he's saying is my sisters are doing whatever I want them to do, whenever I want them to do it, however I want them to do it. And just because you don't want to, doesn't stop my game, doesn't stop my show. And that's exactly what he said. What you won't do, a hundred women will. And so probably about a year after that, I ended up talking with him. Um, and, and to him, he was like in awe that I can't believe you've thought about that all this time. Um, and we ended up talking on the phone about two, two and a half hours. And he was able to explain what he meant by that. And he was adamant about it was no, no, nothing against you. wasn't anything personal against you. I'm just saying that I have so many choices until I don't have to work for women like you. When I'm ready, I'll come back if. And then he went on to give me some examples, real-life examples, that if I shared, it'd blow your mind that women are putting up with, allowing, dealing with. And so out of that came a show. He actually came on the show and expressed some things that made him say what he 
said, or, you know, what he meant by what he said. And that's deep for someone to say, what well, you won't do, a hundred women will. That means a lot of women are, are avoiding those truths and feel so unworthy of a meaningful, healthy, nurturing relationship that will help them flourish in this life. And to me, what's, what's thicker than anything is to think I got to do the rest of my life with somebody that I settled for, that who, who does not deserve me, that they got to walk through this door every day, or I have to walk through this door every day because I simply avoided or am choosing to avoid the truth about this relationship so that I can I can look like I have a relationship or I can fake this. That's a miserable place to be. And I said, you just choose you in the beginning, not settle, even if that means, hey, I might have to do life by myself for a few years. It's better to find somebody that you're happy with for a week than to live in hell for 10. And if you think about that, you'll know that. You'll see that for yourself. It's just that, again, you got to figure out your why. Your why. I heard the story uh, while in Texas. <laughs> this, this lady was explaining about a seminar and they presented, this building is burning. Do you go in? Okay. This building is burning, and your children are in this building. Do you go in? Oh, yeah. You go in now without with, without thinking. You go in. Um, that we, we need to figure out that why. That's when I say that why. Why? Why do we allow it? What is it? What is it in the building that, that you will run in there even if it's burning down? What is it in you that you allow people to run in your life and totally, totally change your course, change your world, tear down everything that you want, expect, want to build, everything? So that I have a man, I'm somebody's, I, I'm, I'm somebody's lady, baby. <clears throat> but behind the doors, we are tore up. So let's try the lines again. Um, bringing back in from 501 area code, last four digits, 7657. Call, you're on the air with us. Caller, we can't hear you again. I'm pretty sure you are trying to get in because you've called back in. So we can't hear you on this end. Oh, can you hear me now? Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Hey, how you doing? I was calling. I was uh, listening to the show, and I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a male, first of all. And so I know the women was calling, uh, was supposed to be giving respect. But uh, one thing that women have to realize, and if a man would tell the truth, is that a man's standard would be only as high as the woman. If a woman's standard is set so low, he's only going to do enough to meet that standard. And mm-hmm. I, I think what, what what's going on and what's been going on a lot is that most women believe the truth that there's not enough men out there. Uh, one of the, the stats that they put out was that uh, 
uh, especially about black men that uh, most of more well, black women and black men that we marry. Seventy-five percent of us marry white women, which is to, which is a total lie. They also put out put out a, 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 a thing that they did on CNN and said that um, we did not have enough black men to to marry, which was also a lie. That a lot of us don't marry. Women have to set their standards high enough for a man to to be able to reach that standard. Because if if I meet a woman before I like, like I said, I'm married now before I met my wife, if I met a woman and she gonna get it to me on the first night. That was the easiest thing to do. So that's one. That's one thing I'm gonna do first. Because at that at that point, I wasn't man enough to know who I was. So it's it's a double-edged sword. The man doesn't know who he is. So he's gonna go for the easy target. He's gonna go for the one that's gonna pick out the easiest. But when a woman set a standards right, she'll find a man. She won't get a boy. And I think that most women have to distinguish between a boy and a man. Standards will allow her to distinguish between those two. And okay, I, I, I think question. that that. that Go ahead. I have a go ahead. I want I have a question, you know, but I want to hear what you were about to say. Uh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Okay, standards. Um, a woman has to set their standards high. Elaborate on that just a little bit more. What would be an indication to you if you were meeting a woman in today's society or back before you were married? What would be an indication that this woman is? You know, she's about her game. She's she's in tune. She knows her value. She knows her worth. What would be an indication to you of, of her standards are high? If you were, if you get a guy that's going to be totally real with you, and you say, okay, when both out, when we go out with a woman, we all know the first two months will be clown suit month. That's that's pretty much what I call it, clown suit. Everybody put on their clown suit. Then I'm put, I'm gonna pull forth my best for my best foot. I'm gonna cook for you. I'm gonna clean for you. I'm gonna do all these things for you. But a guy's going to step back and watch. He's going to step back and look. He's going to look for that vulnerable moment. And how a woman can really tell, but like I said, if I know she's a real woman, so we sit on the couch and we talk. It gets late at night. Kids, kids playing, da, 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 da. If I try to make a move on you and you allow it in front of your kids, I already know that it, where your mind state is at. I already know. Or say, for instance, if, if, if I come out and I have a conversation, right, and I want some money from you, and we're going to have this conversation. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to hype myself up to be a lot. I'm going to hype myself up like I'm the man. And then at that same conversation, I'm going to say, to all you, I'm going to say, man, you know what? I got, I, know, I, got, I got this bill I got I to pay. Because I know in this conversation, the only thing the woman is listening to is how much money I'm making. So her thing is, like, if I help him now, he will give me a whole lot later, back to that buying situation. So for me, I'm going to sit back and say, okay, well, you know, later on in that conversation, like, yeah, you know, hey, let, let's go out to eat somewhere or let's do this right here. Then my thing could be like, I forgot my wallet. You go pay for it because in her mind it's like, okay, he's making all his money. He got a nice car. He go buy. He go buy all his for me later on. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay for it up front. So my mind is, as a man, I'm thinking, okay, she, she's not the one. She's not the one because her standards are set. So there's nothing wrong with helping somebody, but the difference between helping and being used. And most women put themselves in the used category, like a used car. Most women, all they make is they lie, they lie themselves up in a used category parking lot, and then act like they, they brand, they act like they're a brand new car, but they're not. They're a used car, and they put out, they, they wow. set themselves up with a used sign. Huh. Wow. So that's what okay. The most guys, whenever, whenever we meet a woman, a guy is not looking for nobody that's intelligent. When you first when you first meet a woman, any guy, and if you tell you anything else, you lie. And when the guy meets a woman, the first thing he notices is her face, is her features. Because that's what, that's what attracts one male to a female, is the face of features. Once I talk to you, 
within 10 minutes, I already know exactly where we're going because I'm asking specific questions exactly what I want to get out of you and what I need for you to tell me about yourself. Because my, my thing is already is to get in the draws. So I don't have any any, any other objective than that. So every question is leading up to that same conversation, when am I going to be able to hit it? Regardless of what I ask you, that's, a, that, that's the end result. And her role is to play into that and let her guard down. And see, that's what a man does. See, now a woman has to step back and she has to start keeping game out. But she has to set that standard up and say, I ain't going to play for this. And she can let, let a man know up front, this is what I want. This is what I deserve. This is who I am. And stick with it. Don't tell me this in the next five days. I'm already in your draws. You told me you're going to make me wait six months. Because mm. you still a used car at that point. Interesting. Makes sense. Okay, one more question. What do you tell? And I don't know if you, if, if you have. I don't know if you have daughters, but what do you tell? Um, because you're a man, you know the game. Uh, what does a father? How does a father prepare his daughter for the dating world? What things does he say and do? His daughter to to meet a man. Is he has to actually be a man in front of his daughter? Nothing mm-hmm. else. Nothing else. If you notice, and, and I, you're a woman, and, and maybe I might be saying it different, and I might, I might be naive, but most women go for guys that are like their fathers. So in order for your, your child to want somebody to have their standard, you must set their standard. No, you can't talk about it. You can't act like it. You have to be their standard. So when you're around your daughter, you can't have all these women. When you're around the door, you can't be using no curse words. When you're around your daughter, you got to open the door for her. And you have to start at a young age. You can't start when she's 18 and 19. You have to start when she's 5 and 6. Because in her mind, that's the standard. Because if my daddy does it, you need to be doing it too. And so in order for a father to prepare his child, talking, he has to show it. It's all about action. And you're a woman. Maybe you can help me out with that. It's all about action because when you see your father doing certain things, you expect all men to be that same way until a certain point. So like the Bible said, we raise our children up how they need to be. No, no, I I desperately agree. I mean, I really, really agree with you, and and it does have to start early. I I don't think you were on earlier when I talked about that a lot of the things that women allow now come from a Mm -hmm. void of having that father to be there and nurture and guide them. There's a difference between being there and and being there and really playing your role out, do, taking care of your responsibilities, living um, what you preach, you know, have, like you said, right. allow them to see. So I just wanted to, because there's, there's so many of our young girls um, really living with that void of having a dad, having that, that, that man feed them, um, what they need to prepare for this world, I just wanted to, to hear your opinion about that and have to yeah, share it so that everybody can, can hear it as well. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's, it's all about you being the action part of it. And you can't talk about it. That's why, and I was listening to earlier when you were talking about, being, about this bond situation. So that's why a lot of, to me, why a lot of women get this bond situation from because a lot of fathers buy their kids. You know, we, mm-hmm. teach, we teach our kids these things early on in life, and we start to realize that, you know, when you go pick up your child, the first thing you do is buy, t- take them to the store, and then you drop them back off at home. You, you said the president, president at that point is that it's all about the money. It's all about getting, you know, getting what you want and moving on. You're not spending that precious time. So they don't know anything about that. 
So I, I, I've been listening to the show, and I, I would think, like, that to me, that's where, uh, that's where it all begins, the whole buying process, the whole pimping thing. It starts early. Right, right, which which goes back to talk, just to, to sum this part up. You know, it's so important that we that we get it right, that we just learn who we are, live in that character, and, and do right, or just don't bring the kids because this cycle is going to continue to repeat itself. Your daughter, your son see what you do, then they're going to mimic what they see for the most part. That's what happens. They're going to take on that same dysfunction. That's why I mentioned some people just do it because they don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. And the, 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 the bad stuff feels right because that's what they've seen. That's what they've lived around. That's what mom did. That's what dad did. Um, so this is right. This is where my trash can is. This is it. So good point, good point. Anything else you want to add? Excuse me? Anything else you want to add? And thank you for calling in. No, is there anything else you want to add? I was enjoying the conversation. I just want to put my, my three cents in. If, <laughs> if well, I work. really do appreciate it. Great points made. Great points made. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay. We did have a caller, and if you want to come back in, just select the number one. That was the 678 area code. Go ahead and select the number one if you want to be pulled back in. We'll get you in. If not, um, I'm going to pull in here our 703 with the last four of 5055. I'm hoping that you have something to add to this show before we bring it to a close. Um, you're on the air with us. Hi, Terry. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Sorry, I'm just now tuning in. It's, it's been a crazy evening, but, you know, life is good anyway. That's okay. That's okay. I just wanted to know if you had anything you wanted to add to this. Um, I know that you just kind of popped in. I did get the message, and that's okay. But being that you, you've been a part of this world and you have um, dated, of course, anything that you want to add or share, and if, you're, if not, that's okay. You can tell them about tomorrow's show. But I did want to pull you in and give you that opportunity. Well, I do appreciate that, and, and good evening to all of the listeners out there. And I, um, I was just listening to the to the gentleman um, uh, you were just speaking with, and um, something came to mind because I because I always hear people saying, "Well, you know, uh, boys tend to tend to um, look for women who are like their mothers, or tend to end up with women who are like their mothers, or marry them." Um, and the same goes for, for girls. Um, and, and then I heard him go on to say, you know, that's why, you know, as fathers, you know, you need to open the door for your daughter. You know, you, you need to uh, treat her a certain way um, and things of that nature. But do we want our daughters to marry the person that they see? or marry the person that we really are, because sometimes there is a contradiction uh, between the two. Um, you know, parents, are, parents may be one way around their children, but a, a completely different way when their children are not around. And so which person do we want our, our children to, uh, to go after? I mean, we, we say all the time, you know, we you know that we tend to go after 
you know, our mom or our father, but is it necessarily the person that they really are? Or is it the, the person mm-hmm. that we see? Because they, they, there is a difference. Mm. Well, um, so do you think that kids, are you saying that there's a possibility that kids know that you are not, um, they're seeing one thing, but they really pick up on the real thing? I think that kids know, uh, I think that kids know when you are, um, when you're legit. And I think that kids know when, uh, when you're, you know, when you're pulling their leg. Um, and just because, you know, just because you're, you're, you're one way with your children and, and one way when they're not around, it does not mean that you are a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're doing a lot of negative things. I'm just saying, you know, uh, for example, and, and I don't know if this came up earlier or not, as a man, uh, as men, we don't, we'll, we'll protect our daughters, we'll protect our our wives, we'll protect our mothers. You know, we don't want anyone to do anything to them. We don't want anyone to, um, you know, if I have a daughter, and she has a boyfriend or she's married, then I expect him to be faithful to her. I expect him to, um, you know, treat her a certain way. But as men, we're not always that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we, can be very hypocr- we can be very hypocritical. I will go out and cheat on uh, my girlfriend, but my wife better not cheat on uh, my girlfriend. Better not cheat on me. You know the 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 way that I treat other women is not the way I want my daughter to be treated. And a lot of times we see that. You know, men will go out and they'll have you know they'll have all of these women, but you better not do it to their daughter. They don't want that to happen to their daughter. So it's it's okay on one end, but it's wrong on the other. Right, right. It's okay. It's okay as long as I'm doing it to someone else's sister or someone else's daughter. But you better not do it to mine. This is a great time. I want to pull in our caller because um, I remember. I'm going to go ahead and pull in from nine zero one six three five two is the last four. You're on the air with us, and I think it's a perfect time to pull you in because I remember you saying that you did not want your daughter to run into a youth. <laughs> so, <laughs> <I have to. laughs> hey, that's Sammy, how you doing? All right, Sammy. <laughs> so, hey, so this Sammy, is how you doing tonight? You doing all right? Great, great. This is an example and perfect timing. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, tell us yeah, who you are, I think, I think, and okay. I was gonna say, tell us well, who you are, and what you are. talk about this. Well, yeah, my name is uh, Aaron Jordan. I just chimed, I ch- just chimed in. I do apologize for chiming in late, but I did get to hear uh, the comments from the gentleman that's on online now, and uh, and I can agree with everything you just said, man. Because I, I have a daughter; she'll be nine years old this year, and. Um, one of my things, one of my, one to me, I feel like one of my 
um, God given fatherly duties to my daughter is to is to is to uh train her early on understanding things. Not saying that my daughter is gonna not come in contact with some guys that were like me in my past or what or what have you, but making her much more aware of like this is what's out there, this is how they play on the vulnerability that you have and this is how they play the game. So it's up to you now to decipher whether or not you want to go through that. Those are the things that I want to instill in my daughter to actually understand and know and and, uh, and how to uh, decipher a good judgment. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, so, and because, I mean, all of us guys know, man, 10, 15, maybe 20 years ago, uh, we was out there doing some stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not that old. <laughs> no, I'm not that old neither. So I'm just, I just threw out something I'm about. <laughs> but it's like ten years old for me. <laughs> but man, but no, but I'm serious. So I do understand wholeheartedly where you're coming from, and uh, that's where um, where uh, one of my uh, my slogans come from. The whole Know Your Worth movement. Um, it's all about instilling helping people to understand their value, helping people to understand their worth, not just only with women, but understand the worth us men have. The thing, see, the thing is uh, us men, um, the generation of men that we have today, we, like I've stated with me and Tammy, we've had several conversations about this. Um, the, the generation of men that's out there now, I think it's, we, we've fallen short of our calling because we've, uh, because we've uh, conformed to this this way of um, a way the way of what the media says we are. You think we think that this is what we are, which is not, which is not. We are leaders. We are we are conquerors. We are cultivators of women, which means our families, i.e., our daughters, I, everything. So the thing is, is that the media now uh, states that we don't take care of our families. We don't. We're not examples for our children. We're not. We're broken families or what have you. But, you know, I'm here to say that, like, the media is wrong, you know, and, and just helping people to understand that this is where we are, this is where we need to get to. And, and yeah. I, um, this, this is this is Rodney, um, Aaron, and and I, I appreciate everything. Rodney. Oh, Rodney Adams? Jordan. Oh, hey, Jordan, man. How you doing? Okay, cool, cool, cool. I know, I know good, like, man. several Rodneys, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're taking over. No, um, I, I I will say that, you know, I think that uh, I think that you're onto something with, with regards to the media. I think that, um, you know, not not to say that, you know, we, we don't have uh, plenty of, men giving guys like you and I a bad name, but the media hardly ever promotes what men are doing positively. And exactly. you, you, know as well, you know as well as I do, if, if you go out here tonight and do something wrong, it's in the newspaper tomorrow. But, mm-hmm. reach, but reach out to the paper because you're trying to start a, mentor, a mentorship program and you have to call back a thousand times just for them to, you know, to talk to you. Um, oh yeah. You know, so so society has a way of, of making it very difficult for 
programs for for, for movement, you know, like yours with, with the Know Your Work, and it it's unfortunate, but it just means that one we have to continue fighting, two we have to strengthen our numbers because until we do that, it's going to be very difficult to break down these barriers. Mm-hmm. This is right. Tammy, you guys. I, 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 I agree. Before, um, we do have another caller that I want to bring in as well, but before we do that, I'm glad that the, the, the conversation has twisted. And some of you may think, and I, and I can tell that because we had a ton of callers, and as soon as you start talking about the kids and how this affects the kids and what we need to do here and do that, we lose people. Now, it seems that to me, anytime you want to talk about relationship, a man and a woman, we want to jump on the bandwagon. Everybody wants to talk mm-hmm. about that. But if that was the solution, if this was working, then there'd be more meaningful relationships. There'd be more people whose marriages are working rather than divorced. So we got to get to a point where we understand, number one, that if you are not together, if you don't know who you are, love yourself, like you said, know your worth, and be willing to know under any circumstances. Like the, our caller said, you, you start out a Christian. He didn't say it in that way, but you start out a Christian telling me that, oh, I'm a, you're going to have to be married before you, we do this. And three, four or five days later, you're on round six. Already, I mean, there's something wrong with that. And, you, and your children know yeah. that. And in most cases, right yeah. there in the house with your children, your, your young girl and young boy in the next room. So my point here is we think that those things we avoid only affect us. It's us. But what we don't understand is people are watching, people that you love as parents. And and we don't want to pass on that dysfunction, but that's exactly what we are doing. Look at our children. Look at our young girls today. Look at our young boys, how they interact with one another, how they look at sex. You know, even the even the ninety day rule. Put, people, please think about how many ninety days there are in a year. I mean, really, we're basing it on now time. And so, you stay ninety days. Okay, you're deserving of this, regardless of what you've done. You've just been around. So it does affect more than you. If you're a mom and a dad, it goes back to. Look at what you're, not just what you're saying in front of them or doing in front of them, because our kids are smart. They catch on, and they know. And they're going to do, in most cases, what they see you do. They're going to live life from their point of reference, which is your life. So um, let's bring in, Aaron. do you have a little bit more time to bring in our next call? Then I want you to share what you're going to bring to the conference. And give them yeah, your I got, information. I got, uh, I got about, yeah, I got about uh, about a few more minutes. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Great. Let's pull right. in our caller from eight zero eight with the last four digits of one six one three. Hello. Hello, caller. You're on the air Hello? with us from the area. Oh. Can you hear us? Okay. Yes, I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me? 
Yes, turn your, your there's a feedback. Maybe you I don't know how you're listening, but there's a feedback. Okay. Is that bad or Okay. Let's try Hello? again. Okay. That's better. Okay. But I, I do apologize work. for the inconvenience. No, you're fine. You're fine. Thank <laughs> you for calling. No problem. Um, I just wanted to throw in a little two cents here and there as a daughter <laughs> who became a wife and, you know, uh, my experience with all of that. And I think that a lot of people need to remember that you always have two different people from two different worlds trying to come together and make something happen in a relationship. And also in a relationship, there's also a building up. No woman is a woman overnight or in a month or in a year. It's a continual process a growth process, and you go through that growth by going through different things. It's just like I can say that, hmm, I like my I like the colors pink and green, but until I've actually had the colors pink and green inside of my setting, I don't really know. I just think that I know, you know? So it's, it's kind of like a, a horse of a different color when you assume that you are a man or a woman just based off of, I'm say, age of some sort, uh, versus going through the experience of a thing. And I think that a lot of people don't want to go through, especially together, God forbid, by themselves. Everybody just kind of like, you know, take the easy way out, you know, um, as far as the experience with the relationship. So I think that if a lot of people were more humbling in situations and weren't trying to, you know, rush things and more so, like you said earlier, just getting to know themselves, I think that a lot of these relationships will last a lot longer because it seems like the basis of the theme of the relationships are not based on a true value, like maybe how it used to be or the principles of the thing like back in the day. Now it's about who looks good together or who names rhyme together or something of the sort like that, you know. So, you right. know, with the, with the changing times, you know, um, I think that people just need to be more willing, you know, and, and more humbling in the situation, and I think it'll help a lot of people inside of their relationships. Right, right. Well, anything, guys? I'll let you ha- let you go first. Great comments made. Well, anything? Uh, I know, I know Aaron has to. I know Aaron has to has to go in a few minutes. So I'll let him go first. <laughs> okay, Aaron. Aaron, are you here with us? Oh, we didn't lose him. Aaron. Okay, there you are. I see. Well, you're, you're I'll, I'll go. Huh? Go ahead, go ahead. I'll go ahead, and if, and if he comes back in, just let me know. Um, okay. But um, I, um, I, I think, you know, if I'm here, if I'm here and I call it correctly, um, what, what needs to happen in, in be, before we decide to commit our lives to, to anyone, whether it just be, you know, a, a committed relationship, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend thing where we say, hey, you know, we're exclusive, we're not seeing anyone else, you know, even before we get married. It sounds like people, male and female, need to figure out who they are before they try to connect with someone else and try to be, you know, with someone else and try to, and, and try to build, a, you know, um, a life together with someone else. Um, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. And the only reason why I say that is because I talk to a lot of the youth, and a lot of the youth is so excited about the idea 
of being with someone and half of them haven't even experienced living in two or three different states. So, and me, I've got a chance to travel. I got a chance to travel across overseas and, you know, the United States or, you know, different areas. So I'm noticing all these different people and all these different things that I can do that I didn't even know that was available for me to do. And I think a lot of times people jump into this idea because of what we see on TV before they even experience what's out there, you know, to even help them to even know or to become who they are as a person versus just who they are right then in that one little closed box. Well, and I think that goes back to uh, something that Tammy and I have been have been addressing for uh, uh, maybe the last couple of months now, and that is number one: it starts at home. Um, it it all starts with the with the parents and, and the parents instilling morals and values into their children that are going to be beneficial for them. Um, for the rest of their lives. And then it, you know, it goes into the neighborhood and then it goes into the school. And so, um, you know, our children don't know who they are because no one is helping them figure that out, first of all, at home. And then when they get to school, you know, by the time they get to school, they, they are several grade levels behind in reading and in math. And so, the average teacher tends to sort of give up or push them to the side. And so our kids were lost. You know, I, I've had the pleasure of, um, of being a teacher for the last six years, and I've coached basketball for a few years during that time. And, you know, one of the messages that I try to get over to, especially my basketball players, was you have plenty of time for girls. And girls are going to always be there. They're not going anywhere. In fact, as you progress through life, you're going to meet different women. You're going to meet women that are going to blow your mind just because of their life experiences. So don't get caught up, you know, with girls who you live around a corner from because there are different women out there with different experiences. You know, and as, and as a basketball player, as an athlete, period, that's hard for them because when you're winning, everyone wants to be around you. But it takes knowing who you are, like Aaron said, knowing your worth to be able to withstand that. But a lot of times it doesn't happen because all our kids know is their immediate surroundings. They don't know that there are other, you know, big cities out there. They don't know that there are, you know, tons of cultures out there, tons of religions, uh, so many different countries, they don't know these things because all they see is what's in front of them and what's around them. Right. Hey, you guys, let's let's let Aaron get in real quick. He has to jump off. But go ahead, Aaron. You want to have a comment or a question? Yeah. Um, I've caught, I've caught, a, I've caught a little bit of a... What the uh, young lady was saying, and and and, it, and that and that whole and my whole movement of the whole know your worth movement, uh, my my mission behind that is, just as Rodney stated, is to start when they're young. You see what I'm saying? Start going to the schools, and because I mean you have a lot of broken children. I mean it's just not for it's just not for women. It's just not for men, but it's for the children too as well. This whole know your worth movement it starts 
when you're young. You know what I'm saying? Because you have a lot of people, children reciprocate what they see. You see what I'm saying? And that's why you have a lot of adults dysfunctioned because they only reciprocating what they saw in their childhood is is now coming out in their adulthood. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And with what yeah. they're saying. And, 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 that's, and that's a lot of things, and that's a lot of... Um, that's a lot of reasons why you have a lot of relationships that that don't that don't last a long time too as well is because because in the in the beginning you know you children they see what their parents do or they see what all their uncles do or whatever because you know when um uh, a, a person comes in and out of their life you know it's, that's your uncle or this is your this is your new auntie or whatever I don't know if you guys experienced that but I've I've uh, I've it wasn't with my parents. My parents, they just had an anniversary yesterday, 31-plus years or whatever, of, of being married. So my hat goes off to them. But just people in my family, it seemed like every day, every other month I had a new cousin, you know. So And the thing is, is that and, and so certain, my, certain members of my family, they're reciprocating that same behavior that they saw when they were young. You see what I'm saying? And, and, it, and it, it's playing out now into their adulthood. Now they're trying to figure out, why can't I find Mr. Right or why can't I find Mrs. Right? It's because the baggage that you have circling from your childhood is hindering your adulthood. You're reciprocating the same behavior. You haven't released that negative energy or what have you to actually prepare yourself to receive your Mr. or Mrs. Right, in which I call your God's gift. You see what I'm saying? And that's the thing why people have to take that time to hone in on themselves Hone in on that your inner self, as uh, Brother Trent says, have a mirror, mirror moment. You see what I'm saying? And 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 just reflect on everything that everything that's going on in your life. Take into account. Don't run from it. Own up to it. Stand right there, two toes, two feet down, ten toes down, and say, this right here will not affect me any longer. You see what I'm saying? You have to be you have to be at a position to press the reset button on your life. I shared that quote today on social media, and a lot of people seem to gravitate towards that. But that's not. But you have to be able to press the reset button. You have to be tired of being tired, of being sick and tired of going through the same thing. You have to be tired of being sick and tired of going through uh, things that you experienced in your childhood. You know what I'm because those are the things that hinder you from progressing forward. Mhm. Mhm. Well, great point. I know you. You have to go. And just just time out whenever whenever you're ready. But thank you, great point. What I wanted to I heard I heard the callers say about going through and building, and that to me is the thing that so many of us miss miss out on. No matter where you go, um, you really just got to know who you are and and what you want out of life. And if it's not about building, you know, so so long ago people used to go into relationships and get married and take pride in seeing one day their grandkids being there and great-grandkids. But now it's like people will get married knowing, oh, well, I can jump out of it if I want to. It don't matter if i got five kids I'm going to leave behind. Um, it doesn't matter what I've shown them while I was there. I treated their mom wrong or I treated their father wrong and so forth. I love the mirror-mirror, what you just said about the mirror-mirror moment. What we need to do when we're looking in that mirror, make sure that you don't have somebody else feature in there looking back at you. Make sure you see what you see and, and be willing, like you said, hit that reset button and deal with these hard truths, not just in the relationship, 
Because if you start to deal with your own, regardless of where you've gone, what you've seen, if you start to deal with those, the hard truth, they won't, they won't even, you won't allow them to manifest in your life because that energy is going to kick it back. It won't even receive it. You'll, you'll see the game at the door. You will have the end, you have the scores, and the game hasn't even got started. And that person, whether it's man or woman, will we'll see that. Like the guy said earlier, they know five, five, ten minutes conversation, they know where this is going. They've summed up, summed you up. They know. So, um, Aaron has a time out. Caller from 808, thank you so much. Eight points. I know we said a lot. Anything you'd like to add before, before we uh, move to the next caller? Oh, no, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, he mentioned, you know, as far as bringing in the youth, as far as reflection of the relationship when they're older, and mm-hmm. I, hopefully I'm not the only one out there in the world, but there was a lot of times when my parents told me no, and I went anyway, because just because they said no, just to defy them. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think that, uh, of course, as a parent, it's our job to educate our children in what's right and what's wrong and, you know, which way may be more broad and which way may be more narrow, but it's the child choice as an individual. And sometimes you just have to accept the fact, yeah, we see people inside of these uh, predicaments, but some people actually choose to be in those predicaments, and some of them are actually content in it. And the only reason why I say that is because I've seen people in abusive relationships, and I say, you know, and I'm looking at this person in a character and demeanor, this person, I'm like, man, you know, you deserve so much more. And they're like, yeah, I do, but this is what I want to be, you know, and that's that's all they know, and that's just what they want. And you just have to let a person be content in that. And there are some people that go through the same scenario and be like, uh-uh, okay, I'm tired of this, and I want something better for my life. And I think that the opposite individual, the male or female, well, most times it's male coming into the situation like that, um, you know, they have the right to, how do I say this, you have a right to decide whether or not that's what you want to deal with or not because you know, would like the guy said within the first 20 minutes of, uh, you know, when you're pursuing a woman, if you're going to be interested in this person for the long run or not. So if you're choosing to stay in that scenario after you've discovered those things, then, you know, you're choosing for drama or you're choosing for the hell that come along with it, you know. And some people still go through it and they're like, oh, why am I going through this? Oh, okay, let's see. Let's go back to, you know, step A and let's avoid why you're going through this situation. It makes sense, you know. Right, right. Uh, Carla, are you are you over twenty five, under twenty five? Yes, I am. I'm over okay. twenty five. Okay. okay, okay, okay. I just kind of <laughs> want to get the the range. Uh, but let um, the world know that I have been saying I've been twenty five for the past four years. So if anybody's <laughs> interested, I am twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so so much. Great points. Um, and I'm sure it's I'm going to pull in another caller. It's a good thing that men that men can't usually count. So far. They can't usually count. I said no, well, men, you know, I don't think nobody's count. looking at anyway. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you again. I'm going to go ahead and pull our next caller. Thank you for listening to the Butterfly Evolution Show and your great points that you added tonight. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, we have a caller from 281 with the last four digits of 4881. You're on the air with us. Sure. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, Tammy, this is Trey. Hey, I was calling from how my, are you? I was calling from my other cell phone. I think I gave you a 504 and I'm actually calling from the 281. I apologize. I'm sorry. No, no problem. 
No problem. Anything to add? I know you're chiming in. I I don't know how much you've you've had a chance to hear, but what we'd like you to do is just kind of comment on this particular topic. What are your thoughts as far as the reason, and you could go any direction you'd like to do with this, that women avoid those hard truths, whether it's about life, relationship. This one tonight is about those relationships, but, of course, you can't really talk about that part without dealing with the why. Um, so right. any comments most, on, uh, on that? Yeah, in most cases when women um, tend to, to avoid the, the cold hard facts, one, because they continue to be stuck in that relationship and they continue to, you know, talk about it and just interact with that person along with bringing her girlfriends in on the conversation about her situation. So she keeps that on life support. As long as that's on life support, it's not going to ever end. So, and it should just relive that cycle. There'll be a continuous thing there. It won't be anything, no growth in there until she has a light bulb moment. But until, you know, whoever the woman is, or whoever, for, for that matter, even a male, until they turn that mirror inward and have that light bulb moment for themselves, they'll continue to be stuck in whatever situation, and they'll continue to lie to themselves about, you know, the toxic that uh, the other party is uh, bringing to their life. Do you feel that people just, just for the most part, fear um, taking that chance of uh, dealing with that truth? Like we talked earlier about being alone. Uh, people just don't want to be alone. They just deal with this. Like our caller said before, that people choose, if, if people are content choosing to be in an abusive relationship, that I hear that and I think, in my world, how, do you, how does one become content and being abused, but and I'll, I'll tell you this: I had a, I have a client. Um, actually, I just I coached her earlier today, and she was talking, and she went on and on about the situation with uh, with her husband that she's been with since she was sixteen. And I listened to her, and she went on and on, and she said all of the you know the things that he would say to her, disrespect her. Now the kids are disrespecting her, and all of this stuff. And my one question to her was, so when are you going to find your exit door? She was like, well, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. I was like, well, you're still there. And she's there for monetary reasons. She's there for, you know, financial support. And I totally understand that. But sometimes, just like I told her, sometimes you have to just walk out on faith and do bad. That's where your inner peace is when you tap into that higher self. You know, when I walked out on my relationship with my wife of 10 years, who left me with an eight-month-old child, I had to leave. It took me three years to leave Michigan and back to the caller when the caller was saying that, you know, she's going to different states. If I'm not mistaken, that she's been around. You know, when you I moved from Michigan to Houston, that problem was still with me because I it was rent-free in my head. I kept on giving it space. I kept giving it space until I actually turned that mirror inward and said, hey, listen, let me – try and fix this. Let me try and get this together. But back to the to the client. She has been with this guy for 16 years, and her reason for staying is for financial reasons. So she don't want to take that chance of doing bad. But sometimes we have to go down to come back up. And that's what a real blessing is, when you're going down and you're coming back up. But no one wants to take that chance and, oh, the Joneses are doing bad now. Sometimes you have to look bad to get better. And most time people already know that the Joneses are doing bad. They just again they not they don't even 
they don't let out that they know. You know what I'm saying? The things exactly. that we think we're hiding, in most cases, people already know. Again, we just don't deal with the truth in this world. We just, to, to save face, we talk to right. talk about it to the wrong people um, rather than that exactly. person. And in most so, cases, and to be honest with you, in today's society, this is a superficial world with a, a ton of superficial yeah. people. Right. And right. that's that's where we get stuck in this superficial world. Like the brother said about, you know, he's going on a date with a girl and he knows in the first, you know, we'll have many minutes in that conversation. She's not only toxic, but he's toxic too for bringing it to her life. So what does that say about him? Mm-hmm. What does that say about the guy? He's bringing that toxic. If you see those kids there, you walk away. You don't want to hurt those kids because he's probably dealing from a, a place of pain as well. You know, if I was in a situation like that, I'd walk away. If I see those kids there and she, she's allowing me to come to the house and those kids are there and all of this stuff, I'm not the first and I won't be the last guy to do that. But I'll be the only guy to walk away. Mm-hmm. All they're doing is transferring pain. When What we're saying is you, you're able to do that when you go to that mirror, mirror, yeah, that mirror, mirror moment. It goes back to, exactly. I don't know if you were on when I said there used to be a time where the free meals sounded good, knowing mm-hmm. you, you're going to go get, now it just you think uh, I, free meals not even enticing anymore because exactly. you're, you're taking up my space. So, exactly. Excellent point. Tell us about your coming here and, of course, about what you're doing with the shows and your conversations with Trent Movement, how they can find you to start connecting before okay. uh, the tour here. So. Yeah. The conversations uh, the conversations. we're going to bring a wonderful conversation to uh, the Butterfly Evolution over there with, uh, with Turn Off the Lights uh, conference with uh, Ms. Tammy here. And we're going to uh, – I'll just say this. We'll do a straight talk, no chaser, and make sure you put some steel toes on because I'll be stepping on some toes. And it's it's and it's, it's straight up, no chaser, encouragement. Um, that's how I was given, you know, I was given that encouragement, and I transferred. Certified life coach. Um, they can actually catch the blogs and get the blogs for free at somecallmetrent.com. And um, we'll see you guys in Memphis. I'm looking forward to it. Some call and actually, Anthony and I, yeah, some call me Trent.com. Um, and they could actually get the Taylor Kennedy media from there. They could click on the innovative black men shows or the uh, Anthony and Aaron show uh, or the Showing Up Show show. Um, and they can click all the stuff from there. Um, but Anthony and I are actually on a conversation, a uh, book tour with a conversation. We did, um, we did over in Chicago. We'll be in uh, Houston on the 21st and then. We're coming over to be with you guys over with the uh, Turn Off the Lights uh, Women's Conference with uh, Miss Tammy there on the 28th. Looking forward to it, and we'll make sure we bring uh, we we'll bring the noise on the conversation. All right, all right. Um, Rodney, anything for Trent before he before we kind of just I guess bring the show to a close? We have plenty more callers out there, so if you guys got something that you want to get in, select the number one. I'll pull you in. We still have about 15 minutes to go. Rodney, anything you have? Any questions or comments? Uh, Trent, I really appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, I try to keep up, you know, with you on Facebook, and um, I really do appreciate everything that you're doing, not, you know, not just for uh, men and women, but for kids and, and just everybody, everyone and, and, the, and the whole movement. And so 
please keep doing what you're doing because I know young men like myself and even guys younger than me, uh, you know, need exactly what you're doing. And so I really do appreciate that. And one thing I will add to what um, what Trent said, and, and that is um, fear keeps us from doing a lot of things. And I don't think that it is the fear that, things are going to fall apart. I think it's one, the fear of the unknown, and I think the other thing is we really don't know how powerful we are, and so because of Excellent. that, we are we are afraid of our own selves. We are afraid of our own strength. We are afraid of our own knowledge. We are afraid of our own skills. Just because I think subconsciously we know that something is there, we just don't know what it is, and we just don't know how powerful it is. And so because of that, we'd rather stick to what we know. We'd rather stick to what we hear. If we've had a mediocre life, if we've had a below-average life, we'd rather stick to that because that is where we find comfort. That is where we find peace. The only thing that's is that's we're, like a, we're, we're like a dying man on morphine. You know, we're just suffering in comfort. We don't even realize that... You know, while we're sitting around complaining about being broke, we actually have gifts inside of us that would make room for us and cause us to be wealthy and not just to have for our own being, not just to have for our own selves, our own household, our own family, but we would be able to share it. But we don't know these things, and so because of that, we're afraid to tap into that. Excellent. That's an excellent point. Really appreciate that, um, Rodney. Really appreciate the kind words. The, the last thing I'll leave, uh, Tammy, here is, is for us with a lot of folks, when we're going through our storms and our situations, a lot of us don't know that, you know, we were actually designed for our path and our, and our walk onto our destiny. At birth, we were designed for that. So, you know, there, there's strength within. There's a ton of strength. Um, at one point, I was in Michigan after the, the the relationship ended. I was homeless for a minute. I had to sleep in a car for a while. And I, and still to this day, I don't know how I got over that. But once uh, I, I tapped into that higher self and turned that mirror inward, I was designed for that. I was designed for that. And this is the purpose of me bringing this, this, um, this positive, straight talk uh, conversation to these folks. I was designed for that. And... This is this is the moment for it. So it's not even about selling a book, not even about how many likes on Facebook. None of that stuff matters to me. If I could actually move one person, I moved a million. So it's good stuff, man. Good stuff, Ronnie. Agree, man. Much much love and respect to you. There you go. Hey Tam, I really appreciate you. Looking forward to uh, to meeting you on the twenty eighth. Same here. Same here. Thank you so so much. You guys have a good night now. All right, you too, Trey. Okay. You know, that that reminds me, you know, when you talk about, and we've said this before, it's it's not that we're afraid of love. And this is just, just an analogy, just an example. You're afraid of being hurt. It's not that you're afraid of heights. Again, you're afraid of falling. So just look at how we, we interpret life and see life and allow those things, again, like we were saying, out of fear in most cases. We don't deal with these hard truths in life, in relationships, out of fear of something. And that's why I started is out with what is your why? 
Because if you figure out why, what allows you, what keeps you avoiding, as I mentioned, if the building is on fire, do you run in? You think about it. If your children are in there, (laughs) do you run in? That's your why. Of course, I'm gone. There's nothing you can, nobody can do to keep me out, anybody. So what is your why? More importantly than, than you dealing with them or not, avoiding them or not, if you are, why? What is it? What is it? So um, anything, Rodney, I want to end with um, just a few words. I'm going to, out of a book that I read some time ago and was led to pull it out. And I'm going to end talking uh, to our men, about our women, about us, but I want to end there. But I want to go ahead and if you have something else to add or share before we bring it to a close and then tell them about tomorrow's show, if you will. Okay, I'll do that. Um, I do have some great news, um, so I'll share that first. Um, I received an email earlier today from a young lady who is the – library technician at the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Library right here in Washington, D.C. And I was invited to be um, a guest uh, for their uh, book talk, um, Author Conversation, uh, in the Special Collections Department uh, Black Studies Center uh, this summer. That will take place on July 22nd at 6.30 p.m. More details will will follow. I'm supposed to speak with her on Wednesday and finalize everything. So once I have that information, I will get back to uh, to you and and to all of the listeners uh, with that. I'm I'm very excited. I mean, this email came out of nowhere. Um, And apparently this, um, uh, the library has had uh, a few copies of my book um, for the last year, and and I didn't even know that. Um, so I'm, I'm truly grateful. And by the way, the title of my book is Tired of Being, uh, Tired of Being Black. I did publish it back in September of 2012, and I wrote it to offer a pre- uh, fresh perspective on the negative stereotypes and struggles of the black race. Um, I know that the title may, you know, grab some, grab some people's attention. I know it may make people, you know, ask a thousand questions, but one thing I will say is, you know, don't judge the book by its cover. Please, please, please open up and read it. I guarantee you um, it will at least give you something or something uh, to think about. I'm also very excited uh, because my uh, second book, From the Heart of a Teacher, should be published sometime this summer. Uh, I'm anticipating before September, so I will also keep you posted with that. Tomorrow night, if you can join us, please do so. We have a very, very special uh, young man who's going to be on with us uh, tomorrow night. I won't share his entire story. I'll let him do that tomorrow night. Uh, but I did have the opportunity to coach him on basketball a few years ago. Just a very special young man. But life was not easy for him at all. And so, uh, you know, instead of him making excuses, Instead, instead of him feeling sorry for himself, here's a young man who got off on the wrong foot but eventually turned his life around, and now he is going into his senior year next year at uh, Florida Atlantic University. 
and actually has a shot at making the NFL. So please join us tomorrow night because I guarantee you his story will bless you. Um, life, uh, things just did not come easy for this guy. So please join us tomorrow um, as we welcome Lucky Whitehead uh, from Manassas, Virginia. Uh, Tammy, I want to say thank you again for having me on. It is always a blessing. Uh, to be on with you and, and to be a part of the Butterfly Evolution Show. So thank you so very much. Same here, and I can't wait to hear more. You know, this this requires an after call about this booking and the signing for the memorial, um, MLK Memorial. So I want to hear more about that, and congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I want to just, just piggyback and ask you guys to tune in tomorrow. If nothing else, chime in really quick. And give a shout-out to a young person that you know is going above and beyond or, or just really beating the odds here. I have a few that I am going to, to spotlight as well. Um, some of them will be on with us. Some of them cannot. You know, I'll just call out their names. But have two um, young, young, young women, young girls, who are going to be on one has told me that she will talk, but she cannot share what she's doing right now because she, she's really not worked it all out, and she doesn't want anybody else to get it. <laughs> so this is the kind of young people that we want to hear about. Um, and, and her idea is just wonderful, but she's already thinking entrepreneurship. She's already thinking, what does this world need need more of? And so it will be amazing to hear her speak. Um and I'm not going to give out the names. Um, I'm just going to going to have you come back on and listen, but you will enjoy them. So so come on. But our, our main focus will be on the young man. Um, he's a bit older, so we'll do that. But come on and share your stories for, for your young people as well. But I wanted to end with this. Um, and please do go out for those of you who are going to attend the conference. We need to know numbers. I've, I've had people say yes, I'm going, but not very many of you have purchased your tickets. Now, I know how we are, but wait till the last minute. But we have door prizes. We have other things that we have to order for everyone. So if you're able to and you can, please purchase your tickets within the next week and a half or so. And that will give us plenty of time to get the other so that we have the right number. Uh, we have some great, great door prizes um, that have been donated. So I'm thankful for that. So I want to end with this, and this is from, get the credits out, this is from a book that I've, I read some time ago, and it's called uh, God Chicks and the Men They Love, and it was written by Holly and Philip Wagner, um, a married couple out of California. And it says, women flourish when they are honored and empowered by the men in their world. Men often don't realize the impact they have on a woman's soul. Dads underestimate their mark on their daughters. Brothers underestimate their influence on their sisters. Boyfriends are often oblivious to the marks that will remain on the souls of the girls they date. I'm going to read that one again because so often, and I think Trent hit on that a little bit, maybe everybody has um, throughout the, the course of the show, boyfriends are often oblivious to the marks that will remain on the souls of the girls they date. And husbands don't realize the importance of their touch 
in the heart of their wives. Women's skin is ten times more sensitive to touch than a man's. Ten times more sensitive to a cold touch, a selfish touch, a warm and encouraging touch, a harmful touch, non-sexual touch, and a sensual touch. Keep in mind that touch can be physical, emotional, or verbal. Okay? Get that. It ends with a quick poem um, by Judy Garland, Twas not into my ear you whispered, but into my heart. Not my lips you kissed, but my soul. I remember having to tell my son one time, you cannot say anything and everything to these young girls. You say, hey, sweetie, you look good. You've spoken to their heart. Their heart awakens when you said that. And certainly you can't kiss all these lips and do the other stuff because you are kissing and doing the other stuff to their soul. You are leaving a mark. And maybe that's something that every mother needs to tell their son and father needs to tell their son, and they need to live that life as well. And remember that. Boyfriends may think, hey, I'm in and out, no harm done. But those will be the women who have such a void and disconnect so much so that they can't be a productive mother because there's no one else has stayed, not even their dad. But what we're doing does not matter. I was in, I was out. It's over. Nobody really got used to me. You've left a mark on that woman's soul, on somebody's mom who's looking and mimicking what they see. And that's what I think Trent meant by, man, you got to you got to leave it alone. Don't 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 be one of the men on that list. So I wanted to end with that. Again, that book is great read. Uh, Women and men. It's, it's actually the chapter is written by the wife, and then the man comes along with his one page, and he just sums it up real quick, as they do. But it's God, chicks, and the men they love. Men, if it's a lady in your life, sister, purchase the book for them. God, chicks, and the men they love. I want to thank you all. Thank you, Rodney. As always, I'll see you tomorrow night back on, same time. Um, we'll just have a wonderful hanging in there with us tonight. I look forward to you coming on tomorrow, and we look forward to seeing you at our conference if you're able to. Thanks, everyone. Rodney, thank you. Thank you, and have a good night, everyone. Thank you so much. But I 
But I know 